welcome to How You Spend Your Days. The goal of this show is to explore debt, break down the stigma around talking about money, and share my own journey of becoming debt-free. My name is Colin Loretz, and this week we are going to talk about the never-ending treadmill of subscriptions. Now, subscriptions are interesting because these are the things that I think most people fall uh, prey to with spending their discretionary uh, funds, I guess you would say. Uh, You know, you have your fixed monthly expenses, which I would say are, you know, in some ways they're subscriptions, they're things you pay for over and over again. You have, you know, a subscription to power, you have a subscription to your trash service and things like that. But I'm going to ignore those kinds of things because those are your fixed monthly expenses. Those are the things that you need uh, so that you have running water and power and a place to live and all that kind of stuff. The things I want to talk about today, these are going to be subscriptions that uh, tend to be entertainment focused uh, or convenience based. Uh, and in some cases, they may even be related to some sort of business activity that you may be doing. And we'll get into that in a second. So the the ones that get the most rap in uh, personal finance are entertainment subscriptions. And this is a pretty big category because really when you think about it, we have things like Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and Amazon Prime, um, Spotify, music services like Apple Music, all these things. Uh, and, you know, some people have all of them. They have uh, HBO because they want to watch Game of Thrones. They have Netflix because they want to watch Netflix-specific uh, entertainment and so forth. And really the companies are being really smart about this. They know if they create exclusive content for their network, then they're going to, you know, win your dollars. Uh, The issue is when we start to see that, like, uh, you know, you're essentially creating these bundles similar to what uh, cable companies used to create where you buy these certain packages. If you want sports, you need to pay for ESPN. If you want movies, you got to pay for, you know, Showtime and HBO and things like that. What will be really interesting to see is how Disney Plus blows up once it comes out later this year uh, because Disney Plus is going to have all of this exclusive content that they have built up over time, right? They now own Marvel. They own Star Wars. They own all of their original Disney content dating back till the beginning of time. Uh, and then they have all these new shows they're coming out with. They have new Star Wars shows, new Marvel shows, new uh, things that are going to be exclusive to Disney+. Plus. Uh, and it looks like so far they're not going to allow you to share your account with other people. And that seems to also be one of the big things around Netflix and Spotify and Hulu is some of their pricing plans actually have um, you know, more family pricing built into them where you have multiple logins and the ability to have different profiles and all that kind of stuff. But when you think about what these add up to, it adds up to this content treadmill of Disney, Netflix, Hulu, all these companies putting out never-ending content to make sure that you're still interested and still uh, involved in what they're putting out so that you keep giving them your money every month. Um, once Disney pulls back, which I'm assuming is going to happen, all of that Disney and uh, Marvel content from Netflix, you're really only going to be able to get it on Disney Plus. So a lot of people are going to move to Disney Plus and maybe they continue their Netflix subscription for a while just to see if it's still worth it. You know, there's obviously still a lot of really good content there. But what's happening here is how many subscriptions 
does one person need to have? Uh, you know, you really need to start to think about how you're spending uh, in those areas, especially because you can't use all of them at once. Maybe you might use them in a seasonal way if there's a certain show you want to watch or something like that. Um, but that's really going to cover entertainment. So this is definitely a discretionary category. For most people, this is going to be the area that you're going to cut first. Uh, and again, like I said, subscriptions are a big thing for companies because it used to be you would sell a DVD or a movie or even in some cases just software once and you would sell it and it's the 2019 version of that software and we need to put out a new version of it and make everybody buy it again in order for us to uh, you know, get money from our customers. Moving to a subscription means that you're always getting paid from your customers and you're going to have this uh, you know, gym effect of a lot of people paying you and maybe a lot of them aren't actually using it on a day-to-day basis. And so you're being able to make one predictable income every month as a company, but then you also have people who just will never quit because, you know, maybe it's five, six, seven, maybe even $10 and you're not using it every single month. But the the kind of hurdle of canceling is, you know, it, it doesn't hurt so much that you're going to go on and cancel. Now, if that subscription was $50 a month, $100 a month, those are the kinds of things that you'll start to really feel. And if you're not using it, you're probably going to cut it. And we can definitely get into some of those subscriptions in a little bit here. Um, but I think some of them uh, that are starting to get into other categories outside of entertainment are going to be areas of convenience, uh, retail, shopping, that sort of thing. So some companies that come to mind there are going to be companies like Me Undies. Uh, they sell socks and undershirts and uh, underwear, um, and you can get it on a subscription basis or you can do one-offs. Again, you know, if Me Undies spends a bunch of money to acquire a customer, they want to upsell you on as many things as possible. And if they're going to send you a box every month or every three months, they want to be able to send you something before they send their next shipment and let you add more things to it and essentially make more money off of you as a customer. So it's a really interesting thing. You know, there is a lot of pros and cons to this. If you hate shopping and you want to have, you know, new options and things, then something like Mandy's is going to be a great service for that. Um, but now we even have things like toothbrushes, like the Quip, um, Q-U-I-P, um, where I think it's like $5 a month um, and you get a new um, uh, like attachment for your toothbrush so that you have like a, a good toothbrush to use every month or two. Uh, HelloFresh and Blue Apron have been around for a long time in terms of food prep, um, where you get um, these packages sent to you so that you have most of the ingredients that you need to actually make dinner at home. Uh, and now there's even subscription services that are on a more local basis where they actually skip that whole cooking process where they're actually delivering fully cooked meals on a, as a subscription, which is a whole nother thing. So these are mostly falling into convenience. And again, these things are going to cost more than $10 a month and are going to be one of the first things that people start to cut if they start looking for areas to do so. So um, I'm going to go through my own personal discretionary subscriptions uh, as well as um, I have, it was an interesting exercise for me to do because I have a bunch of subscriptions that are actually business expenses. Uh, and as a freelancer, they're essential for me. Uh, they're not necessarily discretionary things, but going through this list did make me realize, you know, some of the areas that I could change uh, and and tweak things. So um 
Before I do that, I'm going to go through my fixed monthly expenses first. Again, I don't really think of these as subscriptions, but they are things that I have to pay every month. And so that includes uh, car insurance, health insurance, uh, rent, uh, internet subscription. So, uh, you know, charter, my utilities, uh, trash and power. Uh, for me, water is included in rent, so that's fine. Um, and so those are kind of my essential fixed monthly expenses. And I don't have, um, I would also, I guess, throw in debt service in there while I'm in debt. It's a thing that it has to happen. Um, it's not so much fixed in that, you know, I think the fixed expense would be the minimum payments, but then I have my goal payments that I want to make uh, each month. So branching out of that, we go into the things that are non-essentials. Uh, I have two items that I actually think are kind of on the edge there. Um, technically, you don't have to have them, but not having a phone plan for the phone that you have is probably going to make the phone pretty worthless. So I would say my phone bill and my gym membership are two things that I just don't lump into the same category as discretionary. To me, having that fitness and health piece of this is essential for me. Yes, you could get rid of it and work out at home, work out at a park. Um, so that could definitely go away. And then even the phone bill could go away if you wanted to use something like Google Voice um, and rely on Wi-Fi and things like that. Uh, For me, my phone bill is on a family plan, so it's very affordable. It's only $22 a month. Uh, And my gym membership is only $10 a month with Planet Fitness. Um, And that's a newer uh, subscription that I've added just because I've never really had a gym membership before um, to like a traditional gym. So that's a new one for me. Uh, but again, those are two things that I just, I'm not going to cut corners on. So this next section is firmly in the entertainment category. Um, the first one is Spotify, $9.99 a month. That one, I tried going back to Spotify free and it's completely doable. It's just, I couldn't listen to another Spotify ad and I like being able to have my music on my phone. Um, for when I'm running and things. And so that one kind of goes hand in hand with the gym. Yes, there are alternatives to doing this, but most of them require more time than it would really make sense to just pay the $10 to Spotify and have access to all the music that I need. Uh, The other one is PlayStation Network. So I do pay $89 a year for that, which just comes out to about $750 a month. Uh, that's what allows me to, um, you know, play with friends online and things like that. So um, that's one that could obviously go away pretty easily. That's um, not a category that's super important to me, but uh, I do play on occasion. And so having that has been um, just something that I have always paid for. Um, the next one is Bridgewire. So we've talked about this in the past. Bridgewire is um, is a makerspace in Reno, and they uh, basically offer members access to tools and workspace for working on uh, projects and things. Um, and that's like really large tools that you just probably would never own on in your own house, uh, like a large four by eight foot CNC cutter and lasers and things like that, uh, all the way down to hand tools that you know I do own at home. And for that one, um, it's two parts. So this is a discretionary spending. It's something I don't have to do. It's something that I want to exist in Reno. And so I've paid for that subscription since they started. And, you know, for me, I have access to it whenever I need to. I don't use it as much as I'd like to. Uh, That's one of my goals uh, come this fall is to actually get into the workshop and use it more. Um, But it's something I want to see in the world. And so, yes, it's something that if I wanted to completely cut that I could. 
but I like to support that and and continue to do so. Uh, there is that's basically it for my own personal subscriptions. Um, I don't really have that many. Um, the two that I've looked at doing, uh, I'm definitely looking at adding Disney Plus um, into the mix when that comes available. Mostly just because I do like having access to the content that Disney has, including Star Wars and Marvel. Um, but I'm also curious just to see how that shakes out in terms of what they're doing with like multi. Um, viewer access and things like that. You'll notice that I don't have Netflix or Hulu or anything like that. I do have a Netflix account, but I have it through a friend. Um, and that seems to be pretty common. Um, what happened was I used to pay for my subscription and let them use it. And then when it came for like the annual renewal, we switched. And so now I use it and they pay for it so that we kind of have some equity there. Um, and that will probably bounce back to me the next time that it's up for renewal. So it's something that, you know, right now it's not something I'm paying for. It's something that I'm using. Um, but that's about it. So Right now, um, again, what's really interesting with all of that, that comes to, it's really interesting. So that comes to, let's see, phone bill, gym, Spotify, PlayStation, and Bridgewire. So that ends up coming to just under $100 a month in subscriptions, which is, I think, pretty good. Um, But again, I think you need to be vigilant about this. Companies are trying to get you with every subscription that they could right? So if you were also doing a subscription box for food and your toothbrush and all these things, they're going to add up pretty quick. And some of that is a trade-off for convenience. If you live in a rural place or, you know, you're busy and you just don't have time to go get those essentials as often as you'd like to, having them delivered to you on a regular basis can really make sense. If, you know, having Blue Apron might cost a little bit per month, uh, you know, in terms of a subscription, but if it cuts down on your spending going out to eat and things like that, then it's a win overall. And so definitely do the math on that and look at it for yourself. So the next section I want to look at are my freelance subscriptions. Because I'm a freelancer, it is my primary income. Uh, These are all business expenses for me. So, you know, I one, on one hand, I rationalize a lot of these as being essential. And you'll actually see that in a second, almost every one of these is something that I really um, just need so that I can get back to work quickly. Uh, and so we'll go through this. But essentially, these roll up to $220 a month, which is, again, if the whole cost of doing business for myself is $220 a month outside of legal fees and you know licensing and things like that, it's, that's pretty good. Uh, so the first one is Google Apps. That's $5 a month. Uh, so essentially, I'm paying for the use of my email address. Um, I have Microsoft. This one's actually one that was really good to find in my audit of my ex- expenses because I'm paying Microsoft $9.99 a month. And I don't know what I'm paying for. And I have no login or way of canceling it. So this is something that I'm going to actually reach out to Microsoft and find out what this is. I don't get receipts for it. Uh, It's hitting my card. So I may even reach out to my card to see if I can cancel it. Um, But I'm paying for some sort of subscription and I can't figure out what that would be from Microsoft because I really just don't use any services through them. Uh, I have domains that I pay for every month. So most of them are annual subscriptions, but I also have uh, so many domains at this point that 
almost every month there is one. And so that ranges from about $10 to $30 a month in domain renewal. Some of these are my business domains that I need to maintain. So this is like renocollective.com. This is made by mechanism.com. And others are domains that I was able to pick up that are, uh, in some cases, not maybe worth a lot to other people, but are projects and, and uh, things that I have been working on or hope to build in the future. Um, AWS hosting, so Amazon Web Services, this is only a dollar or two a month. Um, this is probably for um, hosting files in S3. That one, again, really varies between only a dollar or two. Um, and I watch that one. If that starts to spike, then it could get up to a lot more. But it really is based on how many visits I get to that content. Um, I pay another $22 in hosting. Um, my business actually has a couple of servers that I use to host various websites um, for my own my own projects as well as my own as well as my clients and so I have uh, some of my smaller clients on some of my servers and so those are in there as well and that's $22 a month to DigitalOcean um, so I'm just giving shout outs to all these companies here uh, and if you're uh, interested in sponsoring please get in touch with me um, the bigger one that I've been really debating getting rid of is my Adobe Creative Cloud license um, I go back and forth on this one because it is $52 a month and I have access to all of the Adobe Creative Cloud and you know growing up and when I was learning to do web development um, having access to all of the creative service suite that Adobe had used to be prohibitively expensive. Um, you know, I wasn't charging the rates that I was char- I'm charging now, and buying these products was like six hundred, seven hundred, even a thousand dollars, depending on what it was at one all at once. And you know, that's a lot of money for software that you know, it, in reality, does pay for itself really quickly. But they've now moved to the subscription model, which really makes it into a utility. You're not paying this upfront investment in upgrading to the latest creative suite every year. Instead, you're just paying a set amount. And, you know, you get all those upgrades every year that they come out. And I've gone back and forth on this one because I, I'm not primarily a designer and I only really use Photoshop and sometimes Illustrator and I'm paying $52 a month for it. I have tried other services that are pay once forever. Uh, and unfortunately for me, just like learning those tools and being productive, it takes way more time and frustration than I'm willing to spend. Uh, and so I've gone back and settled on that paying $52 a month to have access to the tools that I'm very good at is worth it because I can bust something out in Photoshop super fast and get on with whatever it is that I'm doing instead of having to figure out like, what do I even do in this tool? Um, so that's, uh, Adobe will keep paying them 52 bucks a month. Uh, let's see. I use a service called Ngrok, which is $5 a month. If I'm not going to go into what that is, but if you're a software developer and you need a way to connect your local server to the internet, go check that out. Um, Bonsai. Bonsai is my invoicing system, my proposal system, and my estimate system. And so that one's pretty invaluable to doing business. That's something that I'm happy to pay uh, and always excited to work with those guys. Um, that is $19 a month for me. I also have QuickBooks and a bookkeeper that I pay $70 a month for. Uh, as you've been listening to the show, you know that uh, for me, staying out of trouble with the IRS is paramount. And so I would gladly even pay more than that. Um, but I like that it's a set fee. I know what it is. Uh, she knows what what my projects look like in terms of keeping my books in check. 
Uh, and so I'm always glad to pay that. And then finally, I have one more d- developer service, which is called Pingdom, which is a monitoring service that really just kind of keeps up with all my clients' sites and makes sure that if any of them go down, then I know about them uh, as soon as they go down. So knock on wood, that never happens. But that is $15 a month just for having that uh, little bit of peace of mind. And so all of those add up to $220 a month. They're all things that uh, I would say are well worth um, in terms of my business expenses. They help bring me peace of mind and allow me to do much more than I can normally do on my own. And so definitely worth it. What I would like to do is invite you to do the same activity and go check out all the subscriptions that you're paying for and figure out what are things that you can live with, what things you can't live without. Some of those might be needs and some of those might be wants. Uh, Some of those might be business expenses if you have some sort of side hustle uh, or freelancing. Some of them may be health and wellness related and they may be paramount to, you know, maintaining that health and wellness. And so definitely don't skimp on those kinds of things. But if you find yourself paying for, you know, every entertainment subscription out there, but only really logging into one then that might be worth looking at. Uh, In past episodes, I've talked about that I've also canceled my Amazon Prime subscription. I haven't had it for about a year now, and I really don't miss it. Uh, It's done two things for me. Uh, I don't have to pay Amazon this yearly fee, but I also have dramatically cut down on the amount of spending that I do on Amazon. Um, I'll have to maybe look at it in the future, but I really do believe, I think it's like, other than Kindle purchases, it's like three purchases on Amazon in the last year because when you go on and you look at buying things and you can't use Prime, it really does, you know, take a toll. And those are things that I didn't necessarily need. And when I think about it, I'm like, oh, I want this and I can get it tomorrow. That's great. But when you're like, oh, I want this and I won't get it for like a week, you know, they're really, you're like, well, maybe I can find another way to get it. And in my case, I will go find a place that I can buy an alternative locally um, or go without and find some other alternative, which has also been really good. So if you do go through this exercise, um, I would love if you could let me know what things you decided to get rid of, or really, if you just learned anything from looking at your subscriptions, you may find that they're all things that you want to continue paying for. They may be worth it. Uh, and I really encourage you to kind of put it in context of this whole how you spend your days is how you spend your life, right? You're spending your life energy working to make money. And as you do that, you're spending some of that life energy for these services. So if you don't want to be spending your life energy sitting in front of Netflix, which you're not only one paying for, but then also spending your time doing, then it might be worth reinvesting that money and moving it from Netflix to the gym or Netflix to if you enjoy cooking, let's look at, you know, buying a Blue Apron or a HelloFresh or something like that. Uh, Or figuring out like maybe you can get rid of most of your subscriptions and just be a little bit more vigilant about going out and, you know, buying things in bulk and preparing that stuff ahead of time. So uh, just some things to think about. Uh, Subscriptions have just been on my mind a lot lately um, because it seems like everyone is moving from a one-time fee to some subscription of some kind. We really are moving away from this idea of owning things and moving to this idea of renting slash leasing things where, you know, for creative arts and works, it makes sense. You know, you don't need to buy it outright. 
you just might want to watch a movie once uh, and that's fine you don't need to own every movie that ever comes out in order to watch them Uh, but some of those things you really need to think about is it worth it to not have ownership of it uh, or do you need it at all in your life so definitely uh, think about that no judgment on things that if you think you want to keep doing them then that's fine Uh, but it's a good exercise to just think through and uh, we'll see you next time for episode 39 thank you Music in this episode from Blue Dot Sessions. 